Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to many podcast providers that you can find Baby Boomer Tales podcast on. Our Boomers General Store, where you can purchase all things Baby Boomers, including our famous Baby Boomer Tales coffee mug. There's a link where you can purchase our book, Got a Job, and a link to our Facebook page where there's jokes, sentimental sayings, all that stuff the baby boomers are just wild and crazy about, I'm sure. Well, it's June, and even though summer's officially starting around the 20th or so, Memorial Day is the mark of the unofficial start of summer. That's when all the tourists and all the folks flock to the mountains. Now you want to be careful or it could snow on you in early June. Shoot, I've even seen it snow on the 4th of July parade up there. It does that up there. So you have to kind of be aware of the weather unless you just don't give a flip. I think the air is so nice and crisp and fresh, little snow would do you. They love to rub their fingers through your hair or something like that. The town where I grew up, up there in the north-central Colorado Rocky Mountains, 8,000 feet above sea level, as you're headed towards the ski area and eventually if you stayed on that road, you make it over the Continental Divide and back down the mountains into Denver. But about 15 miles from my hometown is another town. Air claim to fame was always, it was the icebox of the nation. Maybe a bigger claim to fame for them was they were in a Hatfield and McCoy's type of situation with a town in Minnesota International Falls, Minnesota, to be precise, about who can really claim their town as the icebox of the nation. Both towns proclaimed that little saying and that moniker and that badge of honor. Now, I know you think that's kind of odd that icebox of the nation would be a badge of honor, but it was. When you experience 50 below zero weather, Maybe it's not the icebox of the nation. Maybe it's a little colder than an icebox. Well, International Falls did win a legal wrangling of that, and they have laid claim to that saying. So that's okay, little town 15 miles from my hometown. You can be the chest freezer of the nation. It gets colder there than it does up in Minnesota. That's a fact. Now, it's a dry cold where Minnesota has a humid cold, so it probably feels as cold or colder in Minnesota. No getting away from that cold when it's humid out. It'll go right through the walls, go right through you. Up there in north-central Colorado mountains, really all you have to do is throw a down coat on and you're toasty. I don't care if it's 50 below or not. Cover your face. You don't want to burn your lungs. Put a hat on. So anyway, Besides the moniker it was trying to claim, and it did claim it when I was a boy, it was also known as the town Goodyear put on spikes. Goodyear tires furnished all the residents up in that little town a new set of studded snow tires 
as a publicity advertising campaign of theirs. Also, one year, Xerox Antifreeze provided all the folks that lived up there in that little town with antifreeze for their vehicles. They even named a street up there Xerox. I guess it was after that antifreeze commercial. So I guess they didn't need to be known as the icebox of the nation. Anymore, they're known as when you enter that town, you're leaving planet Earth. That is a very surreal and fitting title. I used to live there, up with all those frozen souls in that little mountain town, real close to the Continental Divide and a major ski area up there. When I first moved up there, I was working on a dam up in the mountains, kind of above that town or above a town just four miles down the road. And so I knew some folks that had a condominium up there. Condos were becoming kind of popular up there at the time. And they were moving out, and I rented that one-bedroom condominium from them. And old Fernando, or was it Francisco? Anyway, it's been so many years ago, you know, 50 years ago almost. He tried to talk me into buying that condo from them. No money down. They carry the note. Real low interest rates, and interest back then were pretty high. And of course, I was young and single and stupid, and I turned them down. Well, I don't know what I was thinking because he had to sell the place, obviously. And so he sold it and the people that bought it kicked me out because they wanted to stay there, you know, during the summer and during the ski season and stuff. So I was out on my ear. So I moved down the road to a place that I've spoken of before. There are six of us in this house and I lived in the furnace room. That goes against the grain of everything I've ever stood for because I have to sleep where it's about 30, 40 degrees in the room. And this furnace room would get quite warm when the furnace kick on in the winter. And I just lay there on top of the cover sweating and I hated it. So I eventually moved out. Somehow I found my way to living with a family, Guy and his wife and their son. And Hello? Hi, I'm recording a podcast. And my, well, my phone, I told it to turn the ringer off, but it was ringing. So, no? No? Well, how are you? Excuse me, that was my wife calling. She's out of town on visiting one of our kids and her family. And I thought I had my ringer off. I, I guess you couldn't hear it, but I could hear it. And it was terrible distraction. I thought I hit stop and I didn't. So you got part of the recording. Now, I don't know if I'm going to leave it in or edit all this out. I guess it determines on the time we have. Sometimes I like to leave some of this kind of stuff in just to keep it all real, I guess. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Where was I? Oh yeah, I moved down with a family. That was kind of weird. They were nice people and we got along fine. But then I moved in. Same town, this little town, the icebox of the nation. I don't care what Minnesota says. It's cold there. And moved in with a buddy. Him and his wife had suffered a divorce and he needed a roommate. That was fine, but I had a pretty serious girlfriend and I lived with old John for about a month. And then Kim and I 
rented a little house just about three doors down from John, right next to the railroad tracks there in that little ice boxy town. And we set up shop there, started playing house. Because that's what it is when you live together, till you make a commitment. And I was very non-committal back in those days. It's kind of like, you know, could have bought that condominium for $60,000. About four or five years later, it's worth five times that much. I shudder to think what it's worth today. So my non-commitment usually doesn't work out for me. But this one did. Playing house with my girlfriend. Next thing I know, I got myself married. Or she got me married. Thank you, darling. I couldn't have done it without you. And I wouldn't have done it unless you had taken the lead on the whole deal. I think I might have just ended up being an old bachelor. That's a sad thought right there. And I'm glad that didn't happen to me. Because my wife has made my life very, very full. I don't care if she interrupts my recording of podcasts or not. Well, we lived there for a while until we moved back to my hometown. Bought a little place there. Started having children. Back to the little icebox town now. I told you about Goodyear Tires and Xerox Antifreeze. The reason they wanted to be called the icebox of the nation, I'm sure some old-timer way before refrigeration was ever discovered, started calling that town that little moniker right there. But the average high is 50.2 degrees for the year. The average low for the year is 14.7 degrees. The all-time record high is 98 degrees, and I can't even imagine that. I always remember if it got in the 80s up there, it was hot. The all-time record low was 53 degrees below zero. Yeah, I don't think 53 degrees, you Florida folks. 53 below zero. Now, I am led to think that it gets colder there than that because in my hometown, 15 miles up the road, it gets 50 below zero every once in a while. And the icebox town is known to be colder. That's a fact. What I remember about that town growing up, two things. One is there is this bar and cafe that absolutely everybody went to. Absolutely everybody. All the time. It's still famous to this day, even though it's changed hands several times, and the name has changed. But the history is still there. All those old loggers and railroad men. There used to be a prisoner of war camp for German soldiers. And they'd let them wander around the streets. And they're a productive part of society there. Amazing. Never had a problem one that I can find anywhere. It was in that little town I made my transition from blue collar to white collar. Same way as I made a transition from bachelor to married man. We lived there for a while after we were married. Our wedding reception was in that town. Shoot, we met in that town. I still have many friends from there, although they're getting a little long in the tooth also. They're right by the Continental Divide and right next door to the ski area there in that little town. And the population has gone from about 500 when I was a kid to almost 1,500 or maybe more now. 
But there are so many second homes up on the mountains overlooking that town, overlooking that little town where the railroad tracks run through it and the river runs through it and the cold is pushed down from the mountains surrounding it. The biggest event I ever witnessed in that town is about half of the downtown burnt down one night. I was probably about 16. We drove up there or caught a ride up there and watched the fire burn for hours. Old wooden structures, this old hotel that took up most of the one side of the block. Fire departments from all the little towns all around battling the blaze. There's a old mercantile building there by the tracks that my friend Larry used to own. I think his son owns it now. One of my wife's jobs when we were first living together and even after we were married is fix that old building, clean it out, get it going, and I think it's still in business today. It has to be 120 years old. That's pretty cool. I saw where they had to replace all the floors. That had to be a monumental task. I'm all for that in life. That you fix them up and maintain them and keep them going instead of dozing them down. If you doze everything down, all the history and all the memories are gone forever then. But if you take the time and have the vision to put some sweat equity and some money into a place, especially a building like that, they were built to last the test of time. Life is fleeting on this earth. It does my heart good to see something that lasts and lasts. You can find our podcast every Wednesday morning. We release one every week. You can also find our Baby Boomer video tales that we do once or twice a month. You can find those on our Baby Boomer Tale Facebook page or our YouTube channel, Baby Boomer Tales. Thank you for riding along up the road 15 miles. No refrigerator has anything on that little town. Even though my hometown's dear, near in my heart, I love playing the old keybirds in Little League back in the day. Always be kind. You'll be glad you were. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.